Support for this show is brought to you by the new Audible original, The Baddest Bitch in the Room by Sophia Chang. In her groundbreaking audio memoir, this unsung legend of the music industry shares her fearless journey as the first Asian woman in hip-hop who managed icons from the Wu-Tang Clan, A Tribe Called Quest, and more. Her inspiring life story features tales of falling in love with a Shaolin monk, Wow. Jumping from career to career, becoming a superhero single mother, and diving back into the dating pool at 43. And then, at 50, she finally decided to tell her story. Keep an ear out for audio appearances by The RZA, Ghostface Killa, Method Man, Ray Kwan, Q-Tip, Raphael Sadiq, Red Man, and more. To this day, Sophia Chang says she was raised by the Wu-Tang, and in her memoir, she definitely brings the ruckus. Listen free with a 30-day trial. Just go to audible.com slash ladiesbaddest. From Podcast One and the Lady Gang, are you ready for a relatable, unapologetic take on life? This is the Ladies Like Us podcast with Nazanin Mandy and Nadia Mohan. Welcome to Ladies Like Us. I'm Nazanin Mandy. And I'm Nadia Moham. What a week. <laughs> for you maybe <laughs> it's been a week do you have any cat stories for us um any cat <laughs> stories they've been fighting a lot oh really why yeah, i don't know they're mad at each other <laughs> they go in i don't know they just get in these weird like they're so moody yeah, those cats. yeah like well, cats in general vanity was wrapped up in a blanket and Munch literally walked over, smacked her, and kicked her out of the way. That's hilarious. And got into her spot, and she was so upset. That's hilarious. What a shady-ass brother. I, <laughs> well, I guess that's normal. It is. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. They've just been weird. But that I think that also has to do with my blow of the week. Okay. Um, so we have hardwood floors in the house. Right. And they just got really shitty. They're all scuffed. They were scuffed before. And right. Like, I just, they were giving me anxiety. So we got them done. Right, right. And they had to take all the furniture out of the house. Oh, what a mission. Yeah. The cats had to be locked up in our room for like five days. Right. Um, but when my house isn't in order, I can't focus. Well, like, yeah. I feel so, I don't know. You're just, disoriented. Yes. It's just like your shit's everywhere. And then the it's... energy's weird. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. think they were picking up on yeah. that. And it was just like... Chaotic. It was really chaotic. Yeah, yeah. And that makes sense. Walking downstairs, I was like, oh, I can't wait to have my couch back. Yeah. And like, yeah. I don't know. I just... When your energy's off in your house, yeah. it really it really affects me. Yeah. And the animals. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. So I feel like they've been extra on edge because like they're locked in our room for five days. Right, like, right. What else are they going to yeah. do? Their palace is in <laughs> construction. Yeah, like, what are we doing? <laughs> Which is so crazy because they came from like that little ass apartment. I know. Remember? Like, yeah. that was their first home. That's yep. all they knew. Now, I remember now. you brought them to the f- house for the first time and yes. they were like, what the hell is this place? And th- it took them two weeks to walk downstairs. Really? Two weeks? Two weeks. Wow. Munch was the first one. I left the door open, a yeah. bedroom door, yeah. and all of a sudden he just started creeping Aww. down the stairs and looking around and he's like, oh, I could get used to this. <laughs> and he did. So. This is rather lovely. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was my blow of the week. Uh, yeah, when my house is not in, yeah. in its right order, I don't feel right. No, so. I don't blame you. This is madness. Yeah. I, I always need at least 
My room is always like in a slight state of shambles. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Only because I have so much, so many clothes. I feel you. And not enough space. Mm-hmm. And it's just like there's like pot, like they're folded at first, but then I go through them when I'm getting ready, and then they get all right messed up, and, and they're thrown around. Yes, but everywhere else in the house is like like needs to be ordered. I like I you. hate when there's dishes in the sink. Like mm-hmm. I hate like right now there's dishes on the table, and I left them this morning because I was in a hurry, and right. it's like. I still see them. <laughs> They're yeah. bothering me. And you're <laughs> and gonna, I'm not even home. And you're going to walk into yeah. your house. I hate it. I love coming home when it's all clean. And yeah. it's just like I don't have to think about it. No, same. That's it's the best. That's why on vacation, I always clean the house before I oh, leave. Oh, same. Because I same. like to come home to a clean house. Same. But also, if something happens to me and the police have to go into my house, <laughs> my house needs to be clean. Like, I will be yeah. rolling in my grave. No, for real. If somebody walks into my house and it looks like a dump. I agree completely. Yeah. I'm not into that. Um, Well, let's see. What is my blow? Oh, that blows. That blows. Uh, You know what? I'm going to be really real. (laughs) Be real. Um, I have been in such a depressive state. I knew it. For like a long time, though. It's been like two, three weeks. I felt it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I just can't even with life right now. And it's... I haven't been working out. I haven't even eating, been eating right. But My, that's also aiding in the depression. Of course it yeah. is. And I know it. And it's like every morning I'm like, I'm going to get up. I'm going to work out. And it's like I can't get out of bed. Right. I get up when I need to. Get ready really fast, and go bounce. show up for my things, and then come back home, and I'm exhausted. Right. Like I'm drained for no reason. It's awful. And I mm. – I don't know. It's just I'm just in a bad I'm in a bad place right now. But I know it, and I need to like just pick up myself off the ground. And, and you will, and I will. But you know, I'm just being really real. Do you this think is just it's a normal? Do you think it's a hormonal thing, or you really feel this? No, way? I really feel like okay. no, no, no. I mean, I meant to say like I really do feel hormonal. Like yeah. I am often on my birth, often on my birth control, mm-hmm. which is like throwing me off. Mm-hmm. My cycle's all messed up. My hormones are up and down. It sounds horrible. Yeah, it's really bad. And yeah. then I was like Googling, you know, when I gain weight, it's weird. It mostly goes to like my lower abdomen okay. and that's a hormonal thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, how do I get, how do and, I fix this? And when you're stressed, yeah. you gain weight there. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's all that, what is it, cortisone? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I'm just a hot Yes, right now. <laughs> but but I just had to share that because this is real. This is life. It's not always peachy and beautiful. And I think a lot of us go through yeah, this. Yeah, a lot of people go through that. And mm-hmm. it's just, you know, and I was listening to Tori's episode that just came out. And I'm like, oh, God, I know. I know, Tori. I, I know, to Tori. Out. I know. <laughs> like, I know the answers. I know. It's just doing it is so much harder. And when you have – when you've stopped working out for a few weeks – Trying to do that first move again it's, is like torturous. It, the self motivation, yeah, is, you have to be at it all time. No, high. I know. I and I have to get to the point where I'm disgusted with myself. Are you almost there? I'm there. Oh, okay. I've been there. So you guys, she's gonna work out I'm tomorrow. <laughs> no, I'm gonna work out today. Oh, good. Because we're gonna be. It's, it's an early day. We started early. Right, right, right. Oh God, it's too early. I'm still like. What time is it? Are we at noon yet? (laughs) No, we're not at noon yet, guys. (laughs) I'm not even warmed up for the day yet. Like, I'm just, I'm so slow. I'm a nighttime person. She is. I can be up all night. You thrive at night. Yeah, it's weird. I know. I don't know. It's just, 
I know. It's my my artistic creativeness, I guess. I, you, no, Miguel's the same way. Yeah. Um, I'm the complete opposite. I know. I know. I wish I was because that's how the world operates. But, you but know. But you're creative, so it's okay. Yeah. Um, but I feel you and I've been yeah. there Ugh, and all you got to do when you're feeling depressed is just get started. I know. It doesn't know. even matter the pace I know. or the, you know, the progress. Yeah. It's just about Something. getting started. Yeah, yes. I know. Yeah. Always put one foot forward. Yeah. But, um, actually I got a nice little PayPal deposit. So I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> I woke up to that this morning and I was going to say I had no highs of the week cause it's been shitty and I hate everything. Right. <laughs> and I hate everyone. No. But money makes it better. But I was like, Oh, look at this. Okay. I feel better now. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I need to go buy more makeup. <laughs> oh God. No, I'm good. <laughs> oh, what about gosh. you? Any highs? Um, my high of the week. So I started filming twenties. Oh, so um, I had my first day and it was amazing. I didn't want to leave. The whole cast is so awesome and was Dope. so welcoming and, and super talented. I didn't know that's what it was called. I it's knew called, you were filming. It's yeah. called 20s. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. and it's going to be on BET um, starting 2020. Right. So, yeah, it was amazing. I No, it's okay. <laughs> that's Penny. Penny's in the studio <laughs> she today. Is. She's being a bad girl. She keeps barking. <laughs> She's she's gonna be banned from ladies like us. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So yeah, so, and Lena Waithe is is she's she a creator. Wrote it. Okay, she created it. Yeah, yeah. So and um, they asked you to come in specifically for this role. Yes, they did. Which is I, amazing. I went. I didn't even go in for it. Yeah. Um, they reached out to my agents, which is awesome. Yeah. Which is always like, wow. Hell okay. yeah! You're like we're making yes, strides here. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah. I mean. Being on set like that just motivates you to just keep going. Right. And, you know, you have a, a fire. I have a fire now. Yeah. And it's like That's even more best. so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. So yeah. this is, we're on the right track. Right. I'm really like, I'm booking now. I got to keep going. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That was definitely my high of the week. Dope. That's a good one. Yeah. All right, guys. Coming up next, we are going to have Gabrielle Stone. I'm excited to hear about her story. She is the author of Eat, Pray, Hashtag FML. Yes. Um, and she's going to talk about her heartbreak and her healing and her journey to self-discovery when we come back. Can't wait. So you know what's so annoying about our Vegas flight? What? We had no TVs, no entertainment whatsoever on our freaking flight. Did you notice that? No, I was asleep. Ugh, lucky. Well, luckily for me, I've discovered this new game, Best Fiends, and Darla and I were playing it on the plane. So it's a puzzle game, mm -hmm. and it engages your brain. It's Ooh. super entertaining, and we get super competitive with it. Oh, I'm sure you guys do. <laughs> it's really quick and easy, too. And and it's a free download. Oh, yeah. I've heard about it. Mm -hmm. I love that you don't need the internet to play. Mm -hmm. It's great for traveling. You can literally play anywhere on the plane, subway, while you're walking to work, wherever. And I love how you can collect tons of characters and need to use them strategically for each level. It's also a five-star rated mobile puzzle game on the App Store and Google Play. You can download it free on the Apple Store app or Google Play. Yep, it's so fun, you guys. Remember, it's friends without the R. Best fiends. Not friends, fiends. Check it out today. Our girls over at the Lady Gang have just put their newest Lady Box on sale. 
and asked us to tell all our fans. Because it's a great deal. With over $250 worth of beauty and lifestyle goodies, this box features fragrance from Kai Fragrance. Have you smelled Kai Fragrance? Yeah, it's amazing. Bomb. Hair products from Playa. Love. And skin solutions from Shifa Beauty plus so much more. So head over to theladygang.com to find out more and order soon, you guys, because these will sell out. That's theladygang.com. So you ever buy something online and then you find out you could have gotten it for way less? That is like the worst thing ever. Yeah, it's like worse than when you ask for someone for directions and then they start using words like east and west. And I'm like, huh? That is so annoying. (laughs) I don't get it. Well, you know, Halloween's coming up Mm -hmm. and I am a Halloween fanatic. So Mm -hmm. I've been online browsing, looking for all my decor. And luckily, I have Honey, the free browser extension that saves you time and money when shopping online. Just shop like normal and Honey finds you savings. And believe me, it feels absolutely amazing. So when I was browsing for my Halloween decorations, Honey found me a coupon that saves me tons of money, which means I can buy more decorations. Nice. No, for real. Like, listen, there's really no reason not to use Honey, you guys. It's free. Let me repeat that. It's free to use. And it installs on your computer in just two clicks. Get Honey again, once again, for free at joinhoney.com slash ladies. That's joinhoney.com slash ladies. Today's guest wears many hats. She's an actress, writer, director, and author of Eat, Pray, Hashtag FML. Welcome, Gabrielle Stone. Hi, ladies. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome to Ladies Like Us. I love the title. Thank (laughs) you. Well, you're a ladies like you're a lady like us. I know. I feel like I fit in perfectly here already. (laughs) Well, so they emailed us. Sometimes they email us and they're like, "Hey, what about this person?" And they, you know, show us your book or whatever, and they give us a quick snippet. And I'm like, "Yes, (laughs) she's like yes," Yes. (laughs) because so you wrote this book, Eat, Pray, hashtag FML. And you started off, first of all, where, let's go back to the very beginning. Yeah. You were married for was, how long? I was married for almost two years. Found out my husband was having an affair with a 19-year-old for six months. Oh. How, how, did, did, yeah. how did you find out? Um, well, I, let me tell you, I missed my calling as a private detective. Um, <laughs> once I found, like, the first thing, it was just kind of like a Always. string of things that ended up. And it was so, so deep. Man. Um, which is every woman's was it know, a worst lo- nightmare. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Was it online? A lot of stuff online you found out? Oh, no. They like, were in like a full-on six-month relationship. But like, like how did you – what was your investigation um, The first thing – and it's all in there. I talk about all uh, of it. But the first thing that came was um, an email receipt, and that was like – I, I didn't need anything else. I looked in the trash and like everything was there. Wow. He didn't even delete the trash. No, I know. Like, come on, dude. Oh, <laughs> and, so wait, how sloppy. Old, how, I know. How old was he? <laughs> um, so at the time, I was 28 and he was 27 and she was 19. Wow. Which God. it's not like the age difference that was a big deal. It was at that age when right. you're 18, 19, you're yeah. just barely legal and an yeah. adult. And it was it's just play stuff. gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, and at that age, you don't even know better. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, like mental kidnapping. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah. it's full on taking advantage of yeah. a 19-year-old. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, so. <laughs> so there was that. Right. <laughs> but was that it? led you yeah. to. Yes. So that, I filed for divorce, left, dodged, I, as I like to say, like an army of snipers, not even just a bullet. Mm-hmm. Uh, left my house and a few weeks later met a guy, fell madly in love with each other. It was like a whirlwind uh, romance. Where did you meet him? Um, okay. So we actually didn't meet. We reconnected. I had gone out with him casually, like before I even met my husband, maybe two times. Oh. And um, – um, we reconnected on social media as how everything happens. Mm-hmm. And um, he was like, do you want to go out this weekend and catch up? And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that sounds great. He's the one person I can be casual with. Right. I'll gladly go out with a hot Latin guy and dance all night. <laughs> sure. Why not? Um, always a yes. Yes. And uh, of course, my, my casual option went from like super serious zero to 100 night one and mm. was like – meet my family we're gonna have babies like this oh, day. wow yeah really intense um right. for like a month and a half and i think day three we were together he was like i'm go- i have a europe trip booked like i you have to come with me mm-hmm. i was like you're crazy <laughs> um when are you leaving and he goes september 4th which would have been my two-year wedding anniversary oh, shit. oh wow <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. right and i go when are you coming home and he says october 4th which is my late father's birthday so i was like okay universe i hear you I'll right. go to Europe, um, book my ticket. Everything's, like, amazing. I meet his family. Like, we're just in this little bubble of happiness. 48 hours before we were getting on a plane, he told me he needed to go by himself and what? broke up with me. What? Did he give you a reason, and how did he tell you? Yes. So the backstory on him is um, he lost a family member a year and a half before all this, and he pushed a lot of that grief down, I think. Mm. And when he fell in love with me, everything kind of opened up the floodgates. Mm. Interesting. Um, so it wasn't, like, malicious or intentional. Like, a lot of stuff was happening to him separately. I just, unfortunately, got caught in the really shitty crossfire right. of it all. Um, and so we had, like, a full-on discussion about it. He was crying. I was crying. It wasn't, like, this easy decision. Right. Um, but I was heartbroken. I'm like, sure. Like, devastated. He broke my heart like my ex-husband never could have. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, like, really devastated. And I was like, well, I can either stay at home and be heartbroken or go travel Europe for a month by myself. And I was yeah. like, well, I'm going to go. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Already booked, Absolutely. Yeah. You Already get on booked. that plane and – you know, just work it out over there. Yeah. yeah. You know, just let it all out. Yeah. At least in Europe. Yeah. Sure Were you scared to go by yourself? I was freaking terrified. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> have you been there before? Uh, no. But, well, oh. okay. I've been to Bulgaria to shoot a film, but I've never like traveled yeah. Europe okay. at all. And that was when I was like 18. Um, and I, yeah, I was terrified. I mean, I've traveled by myself to go shoot a project yeah. that I always like am flying to then go be on a film yeah. set with a bunch of people. Right. Not the same thing. And I, you know, travel with luggage. This right. was like, I have a, a backpack, backpack and I'm just supposed to go do this for a month by myself. Okay, here we with go. With a backpack? Okay, I don't know so if I can do I know. This, okay, let's <laughs> talk about the backpack thing. Yeah. Because this is always a problem with Omar and I. Ugh. That's how he travels. He takes a backpack. He takes very minimal things. Obviously, I'm a girl. I like yeah. shoes, makeup, blah, blah, blah. I mean, blah, you're blah. a makeup artist. Yeah, like, hair tools, like yeah. whatever. You um, need a separate carry-on just for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he, like, dies because we can never just get up and go right. to places. And so we wanted to do a layover in, in Mexico City and, like, just land at, like, 5 a.m. and then leave at 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, what about my luggage? <laughs> And yeah, he's like, like, and he's like, oh, I didn't even think about that part because he would have a backpack. Yeah, that's like an extra person right. to deal with. <laughs> so now I'm contemplating 
do I try this backpack thing? Like, how, like what is in your backpack? What do you... <laughs> I was actually shocked at how much shit I fit into that one backpack. Really? Um, how that large was said, Yeah, how big is <laughs> the backpack? It's pretty yeah, hefty. I, I think there's there's a photo of it somewhere on my Instagram, but it's like half the size of me. Like, it's, oh. it's large. Okay. Um, Where can I get this large backpack? <laughs> I, got, I got it at REI. Um, oh. And it's, it's phenomenal. It's like there's like tons one, huh? of like different pockets and stuff, mm. and it's great. All right. But I had a ton of clothes in there because like for a month you know mm-hmm. um two pairs of shoes like flip-flops and tennis shoes mm-hmm. um my makeup bag with like minimal yeah. amounts of makeup in it like yeah. just the basis of what i needed to feel okay about my face <laughs> every day um and that was pretty much it i wow. took one can of moroccan hairspray like texture spray and that was it. Wow. And uh, a mini you know what? Dryer. You you get yeah. a round of applause yeah. for that one. Thank you. Thank you. Because I'm proud of you. Honestly, I, could, I can't. I wouldn't you even, definitely no, can't. No, no, no. I wouldn't even consider it. Like, yeah. that's just, I can't. This girl it's... takes a luggage larger than her for two nights in Vegas. <laughs> no, no, no. Seriously. Like, I need options just in case. Right? It's because like, it's the anxiety of, like, what yes, if I don't want I to I wear f- this? Exactly. And then I always, even if I forget something and I go shopping, it's like, I have to get it altered. Like, I can't just buy something off the rack right. like, I have to fix it it's a it's a thing it's always my clothes are a thing yeah you're also so, not a um, travel in Europe by yourself with just a backpack no, and sneakers no. kind no. of girl no, let no, me no. tell you I wasn't oh. I wasn't either or no. so I thought right okay. um, but once I did it like now if you give me the option of traveling with people or traveling by myself I'd rather go by myself interesting it's life-changing I and, and it's so like that intrigues me. Yeah. I, I would love to do that, but I don't think I ever will. <laughs> I, I really – I think everybody should try and do it once in their life. It really – I mean, it makes you meet people in such an authentic way. Right. Because when you're by yourself, you don't have the care or time to put the bullshit layers on right. top. Right. Um, as do the people you're meeting. And it just – I met so many incredible people and have so many friendships from the people I met on that trip now. And it just – it makes you look at your own stuff and like really it's just, just life changing. Yeah, that's and you have so fun because you're not on it, anybody's schedule. Yeah. See, I love that. Yeah. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. It's yeah. so spontaneous. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's rad. Right. Um, so so did you there was no chance of reconciling with your husband, right? There was no my ex, my ex husband. Yeah, oh hell no! You, did you, you didn't even consider it. Like it oh, was no, a no, done no. deal. No, if he, if he would have, and I'm really thankful for how it happened because if mm-hmm. he wouldn't have done something so drastic to make me be like, okay, bye, um, I would have stayed in that for so long trying to make it work because I made a commitment and we yeah. just had this dream wedding right. and like everybody was counting on us. Um, no, there was never even a question that I was leaving and not ever going back. Was it more to the the dishonesty? And I always feel like it's like the behind the back stuff, yeah. even more so than the actual cheating itself. Like, of course, that part is yeah. terrible. Yeah. But it's like you it's the really, emotional. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. but it, it's like so backstabbing. Like yeah. you went behind my back so deep. I yeah. mean, like second phone and like, oh, oh, wow. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was a oh, whole no. thing. Like he thought this out. Oh, yeah. Wow. Like, this was for a... six months. And wow. it was like, dude, if you would have just come and been like, yo, I don't think this is really working out. Maybe we right. should get divorced. I'd be like, cool. Like, let's be friends. Obviously not the case. 
how everything went down. <laughs> wow. Why don't they just? I just. <sighs> I did so much work. Yeah. Like God, you must be friggin' exhausted. Just, yeah. Just be Holy honest. Hell. Like obviously, it's, it's not working, and your eyes somewhere else. Yeah. Like, and like, I mean, I wasn't super happy in the marriage, and mm. I w- didn't know why until mm-hmm. I found mm-hmm. all this. You were probably but it was subconsciously like... feeling things as oh, well. For sure. You know what I mean? Throughout yeah. that whole time, for sure. Yeah. 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 No, you know, you you know, like there's something wrong. Absolutely. But you never know it's that bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm up until the day before I found everything. I was with one of my friends, and I was like, look, I don't think he's physically done anything. I don't think he has the balls to do that. Vastly misjudged the size mm. of his balls. <laughs> um, wow. But – yeah, I, I, it was, we were all shocked. Like his parents, my parents, all of our friends, like nobody saw it coming. That's wow. crazy. And you're not in contact with him at no. all whatsoever, no. No. Yeah. Interesting. Well, what advice would you give women going through a divorce? You know, it's, or a big breakup. Yeah. yeah, it's different for everybody. You know, I know some people that have dealt with infidelity and they work through it, and their relationship or marriage is really strong after the fact. That was so not the case for me. <laughs> um, but so I think it's like to each their own, but. You really have to check in with yourself and see what you're able to or willing to put up with, for lack of a better word. Mm -hmm. Um, It wasn't – like you said, it wasn't even necessarily the cheating, which obviously is a thing. Mm -hmm. But it's the – the conniving and the dishonesty and mm-hmm. the I'm never even going to be able to trust you if mm-hmm. you tell me right. something simple now. Mm-hmm. And I was not willing to ha- sacrifice that in my relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. No, it makes a lot of sense. That that going behind your back stuff is so – it cuts deep. It, yeah. Especially yeah. when it's thoroughly thought out. Yeah. That's exactly. really crazy. Yeah. And she knew he was married. Like it was a right. whole – Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Are you hesitant to get married again? No. You're open um, to it. I think, honestly, like if I would have shut my – if any time in my life I would have shut my heart down, it should have been after the divorce. Right. And if I would have done that, I wouldn't have fallen in love with Javier after that. Mm -hmm. Um, And that relationship really taught me what real love feels like. I don't think I had really been in full-on love before that. I I mean, I loved my husband, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I think I married him because he was safe, not because I was really in love with him. Right. Um, So it taught me so much. And then it was the catalyst for what sent me on this ridiculous Europe trip that made me go really find myself and came to me writing this book. Man, that's – see, that to me is like – all that was supposed to happen. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Like, that's yeah. that was your journey. Yeah, like, divinely every... happens for a reason. Yeah, right. it's yeah. so crazy. And I think like that's what if you can go through life thinking that yeah. you know if you're whatever you're going through and just be like, for some reason mm-hmm. this is how it's supposed to go down. Mm-hmm. As shitty as it is, I have to gain the lesson here. Yeah. That's the key. Gain the lesson. And it helps you immensely. Yeah. Like you gain so much it, from that. For some reason, makes it a little easier. It does. You're like, this is my path. Yeah, I yeah. need to not fight it. I need to run with yeah, it. Yeah, you know? exactly. And you don't always realize it while you're going through it. Um, although when the breakup before the trip happened, as much pain and agony I was in, I knew it was happening for a reason. Mm-hmm. But since, when, since I was a little girl, my biggest fear has been being okay by myself mm-hmm. and not wanting to be alone and this was the universe literally being like well we're gonna go face that shit head on gabrielle here you go that's such an interesting thing that you just said your biggest fear was to be okay by yourself yeah wow yeah does that root from something yeah my dad um passed when i was young i'm sorry and um and uh so ever since I was a little girl, it was like I either needed a man in my life mm-hmm. to kind of fill that void. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't want to be by myself. Um, so that 
you know, translated into either boyfriends or roommates or friends always being over. So mm-hmm. this was really a huge fear yeah. that I needed to go tackle. And you and, did it. And yeah. a huge yeah. way that you, like, you went to Europe for a month by yourself. That's yeah. a big change. It's crazy and soul search. Yeah. It was, it was life Found yourself. Absolutely. That's, That's amazing. There are some stories in the media that even after their resolution leave more questions than answers. Ooh. <laughs> I love a good mystery. Same. When Jeffrey Epstein died in his jail cell this summer, he left behind a trail of crime and corruption. But who he was, how he made his money, and how he got away with so many crimes remained a mystery. From Wandry, the mysterious Mr. Epstein will put all the pieces of this story together. Stay tuned to the end of this episode for a preview of the mysterious Mr. Epstein. While you're listening, go to subscribe to the mysterious Mr. Epstein on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. There's also a link in the episode notes that will take you there. So I don't know what's going on lately, Mm -hmm. but I have been so congested. It's been affecting my my singing voice, me in the studio, even podcasting. Like I sound a little hoarse right now. I don't mm-hmm. know what is happening. No, me too. I've been having lots of fl- extra phlegm. <laughs> it's probably the fall. But you know what works really well that I've been using? What? Mucus clear. Ooh. <laughs> it's a natural medicine and it relieves all of that congestion and gunk and extra boogers and snot and phlegm that's in your throat and your lungs. Sexy. <laughs> uh, it's all natural, which is awesome and it helps reduce vocal cord strain and hoarseness which is great for us absolutely um yeah i use it it works really freaking fast you know i also heard that they have a nighttime version and it supports easy breathing and peaceful sleeping Mm -hmm. native remedies is also cruelty free there's no animal testing which i think is always amazing yep and all their products are free of added fillers such as gluten artificial flavors colors or preservatives so, guys, visit nativeremedies.com and use promo code LADIES for 15% off and free shipping on your order today. That's nativeremedies.com and use promo code LADIES for 15% off free shipping on your order. So, what specifically did you do to, like, what did you do for your soul searching? Like, what, what was the process for you? So, I knew I was going to write the book before I even left like when this all fell apart I was literally like okay this my friends would call me and be like what is going on this week in the Netflix show that's your life because it was that ridiculous (laughs) to everybody like no one could believe it was really happening the way that it was happening so when Javier and I had the conversation about us going by ourselves, he dropped me off at my house and goes how are you feeling Gabs I was like like I'm about to go on a journey of eat pray f my life and that's the title. <laughs> I love that. I knew it right then. I, I went and I bought a leather-bound journal the uh-huh. next day, um, took that on my trip with me. So I actually wrote three-fourths of the book on my trip wow. in my journal. And not like journaling. Like if you open the journal, it's like chapter one. And it, it's very much how the book is now. Oh, so that's you, so, so dope. So, yeah, so you went into it knowing it was a yeah. book. So you wrote your memoir. It's a memoir yeah. like a book. Yeah. That's it, it's interesting. Like the th- that's incredible. It's the three months of that 
2017 period because from when I found out about the divorce to the end of Europe was three and a half months. All of it took place in that short amount of time. Wow. Yeah, it's insane. Um, and uh, <laughs> wow. so, so to answer your question, I, I went on the trip and everything was very by the seat of your pants because I had no time to plan anything. Right. Luckily, my best friend lives in London and that's where our initial flight was to. So Javier and I flew next to each other to oh London. Oh my God. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. Um, was that, that awkward? Yeah. How was you that? You know, everybody always asks that, but it wasn't. Mm. We're, we were so connected on some weird soul level uh-huh. that the only thing that had changed was that we weren't kissing and holding hands and mm-hmm. being all romantic. Right. But we were still like laughing and being like very connected. I think both yeah. of us knew that we were about to go on some epic journey that was going to change our lives. Mm-hmm. Um so we flew to London together. He went on to Rome. I have a best friend in London, so at least I had like a home base to yeah. start. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't book any country until I was in the previous one. So a couple days into London, I was like, okay, let's do Amsterdam next. And I would book that. Wow. Um, so it was very like as I went, I chose where Amazing. I was going to go. That is so Did you cool. stay at like some shifty places? <laughs> the only shifty place – and it wasn't the shifty place. It was a shifty location was in Paris. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like in the – shadier part the mm-hmm. hostel i was at was really nice um but the the area was a little sketchy mm. um but other than that i felt really safe everywhere i went i flying over there i was like oh my god hostels like the only thing oh, i knew the was the movie i was right. like i'm gonna get murdered and right. cut up and chopped into little pieces and <laughs> oh my mom's never god. gonna see me again um yeah. they're so safe hostel world is like an airbnb app where you can literally go and see all the reviews and stuff and it's it's they're so safe it's like summer camp yeah. You know, you it's go and hang out with all these people. Yeah. They take you out to family dinners and you go to like pub crawls with each other. That's it's cool. So much fun and you meet huh. such cool people doing it. Do you still keep in contact with some of the people you yeah. met? Yeah. That's amazing. I actually had dinner with one of the girls I met in Barcelona two nights ago. Wow. Um a couple of the guys that are in the book I still uh-huh. I still keep in touch with. <laughs> um but yeah, I I there's a handful of people that I still talk to. That's so dope. Yeah. I have FOMO right now. You want to do it? She's like, I'm packing <laughs> I'm packing three bags and going to Europe right now. Well, it's like, no, for real. Because, like, I had, uh, I, what was this, two and a half years ago? Um, I ended in an 11 and a half year relationship. Oof. So I had a very similar experience as you. We were together for a long time. We weren't married, but, like, there yeah, was some infidelity there as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was a long time. It was very earth shattering and I had to move out and it was just like shook my whole world. Right. Um, I would have loved to have done what you did. Yeah. So I'm like, damn, I wish Imagine I would have done that. I would have that. loved that. I would have, oh, I would have loved you it. You definitely would have thrived off of that. I would have thrived off yeah. of it, yeah. To I be fair, though, it. it's not like I went through this and was like, I'm booking a trip to Europe. Like, this right. happened to me. Like, it was already booked. Yeah. And it, it was, was like, I'm choice. either going to go or not. It kind of forced you yeah. into that. Yeah. I can't say that I ever would have been like, F this, I'm going to book a trip mm-hmm. by myself right. and just go. Like, right. it, that's scary. But look what came out of it. <laughs> oh, I know. Like, this is yeah. so dope. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's super admirable, honestly. Thank you. Yeah. I so, love it. okay, so it took, you said it took you three months to write it? Or um, no, wait. Yeah, so no, in total. So I wrote three-fourths of it on my trip in my journal. When I came home, I, like, transferred all of it into my laptop and finished, you know, the before stuff that I hadn't written yet and anything that I didn't get to on the trip because obviously I wasn't only writing on my trip. Right. And um, so, but, yeah, from beginning to end, it probably took me, like, three months and mm. then, you know, a year of editing and right. stuff like that. 
So, what kind of like wild adventures happen? <laughs> we need to know. Like, can uh, we get the dirt? Yeah. Can you give us teasers? Yes. Just like, you know, a story or two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I had a one night stand in Amsterdam. Yes. Um, Were you high? That was. That's I good... wasn't. I wasn't. I was. Aww. I was a little drunk after our pub crawl. Um, okay. I did smoke a joint in Amsterdam, and I'm not a smoker, but I was like, I'm in Amsterdam. Yeah, you have like, to. I have to. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can buy this at a coffee shop. I have. Like, I or have do a that. space cake. Like, you gotta do. That scared like... me a little bit because <laughs> I was. I was like where would I end up if yeah. that did happen if like, you don't smoke and you yeah. just go for a space cake no. and you're by yourself and yeah. you're a girl you might freak out <laughs> I mean I already ended up in a guy's bed without the space cake so right. like I was not gonna yeah that's how hostile you know the movie starts <laughs> yeah true so I'm guessing he wasn't from Amsterdam if you no. guys were in a hostel um, was he, he wasn't from the hostel he actually was the guy that led our pub crawl and oh. he was from Ireland actually in the book his Ooh. name is Ireland oh um, nice and um yeah it, I mean not one of my proudest moments I definitely went home and like beat myself up about it uh, why? but it made it <laughs> I'm sorry. And what's why? the problem? It, it wasn't the it wasn't the sex. It was me like falling back into old patterns of like needing oh, a guy there. Got it. Yeah, oh, you okay. felt like you did it for the wrong reasons. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, even while it was happening, I was laying there and I'm like, I don't want to be doing this. Why am I doing this? But look at your growth. <laughs> yeah, you no. noticed it, and that's what I I can't regret any of the stuff that I did on my trip because it all either led me to realizing something about myself that mm-hmm. I needed to heal or led me to someone that I needed to meet or right. somewhere I needed yeah. to be. Um, I, I remember when my mom first read this book, she was like, are you sure you want to put this in here? Are you <laughs> sure you don't want to like change your name? And I was like, no, like if we're going to do this, yeah. I need to be like real and raw and honest 100%. about it because so many women have had these experiences exactly. I was about to say that. and nobody just like bluntly writes about it. And right. this was my truth. And it yeah. all happened for, a huge purpose so that's so funny parents get so they, they just don't yeah, yeah they I don't know. want the world to know our like little yeah well they're like <laughs> our secrets. they don't want us to be judged and yeah. i get that yeah but and i think a lot of parents still picture their kids as kids yeah. you know innocent, what i mean right. innocent yeah. and like they would never but, yeah you know no we talk about all the time like our parents are not allowed to listen to our podcast <laughs> yeah no, no no they can't yeah it's just I, we haven't showed them how to get to it no <laughs> yeah they don't know how nice. to get to it <laughs> They don't need to. They no. don't need to hear yeah. it. Every time I say that, how do I get to that? Oh, I'll show you later. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> yeah. hysterical. Exactly. Or they have, like, they don't have iPhones, so it's yeah. not already on there, so it's a little more complicated. I and love I'm it. just not right. guiding them there because yeah. it's the same thing. Like, we talk about everything, like, sex, everything. And yeah. it's just personal experience. I gotta feel comfortable yeah. talking about no, it. I feel and you. unfiltered and if I know my parents are listening yeah. I'm gonna be like <laughs> I can't talk about anything. And you're like and anyways so yeah. moving yeah. on moving on. Moving I don't on, have yeah. sex so I can't talk about that. <laughs> my mom and I are very close um, but I think even she was shocked to like read about me like sleeping with multiple people in uh-huh. Europe and um, right. all the ridiculous things that took place. I think she was still in a little bit of shock the first right, time. Right. But the second time she read it was which was when it was like in its finished form. She was more so proud um, that I had like accomplished all this and done this. She's Aww. also um, a world healer and does like a lot of spiritual work. And there's a That's lot so of that cool. that translated into this book um, that is sprinkled throughout kind of like how to deal with loving yourself and getting to like the core beliefs of things that you might need to adjust and heal within yourself. So I think Mm -hmm. for her to see that translate into my work, she Mm. was like, oh my God. Yeah. My little healer. Yeah. She's like, you were listening. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Finally. Actually, I was going to ask you about that. There's, um, what is it? The onion? Yeah. What is that about? So it's called the thought onion. Thought onion. And I use it throughout the whole book and it's kind of my way to figure out the 
what's at the root of your reactions or your beliefs. Mm -hmm. So you think of it like an onion. The first layer is the superficial thought, which is like the thought you have right in the reactor of the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, When you go underneath that, it's called the authentic thought. And that's kind of like what deeper thought is necessarily triggering that reaction. Mm -hmm. And then when you um, peel that one back at the core is the subconscious thought and that's kind of like the belief or the issue that's really driving all of that and that's usually where the aha moments are Mm -hmm. which is what we need to like look at and heal within ourselves i love that yeah Yeah. i need to write that down because i like really love it's all in there i use it i use it every day it's kind of ridiculous and i've had so many people message me being like oh my god i had this insane experience today and i just stopped and i did the thought onion and Mm -hmm. i realized like all this shit about myself yeah you catch yourself yeah. yeah, yeah, you'll do it all the time. Well, yeah, because I'm not anywhere near perfect, but right. uh, but yeah, and there's times where I've been freaking out about something, and my mom's like, "Gabrielle, why don't you just do the thought on you?" I'm like, "You know what? <laughs> I created so... this. I don't need you to <laughs> remind me about it." So you created, not your mom. Yes, yeah, uh, but but your mom. This is how she um, she teaches this. this yeah, what is she your... does. She does like some really deep healing work that's like energetic shifting mm-hmm. of beliefs. Um, is but... it like Reiki? No, it's um, she works with a pendulum. And um, um, yes. it's very, like, um, focusing on beliefs that happened when you were younger mm-hmm. and, like, what you can do to clear those. But she works in a much more um, higher consciousness way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my way is very for, like, you know, millennials that don't necessarily have a huge spiritual background. Mm-hmm. It's more, like, properly laid out so you can just get it yeah no matter what background you're I mean from. it's pretty practical to be honest yeah. with you you know it's straightforward and it's practical and mm-hmm. when you're explaining it it's like I'm picturing an onion being peeled, mm-hmm. peeled back yeah you know I love, I love it mm-hmm. I you. mean it's already that process that you describe what the thought onion is is so important yeah like mm-hmm. I think as you get older and after my breakup you go through that where you're like, okay, my world just got rocked and turned upside down. Right. What What's happening? Why is this happening? What do I need to learn from this? Like you start really analyzing everything yeah. and you're like, okay, I need to be a better person. I need to be – and you just kind of just want to grow. Yeah. It, it just shakes you into that growth. And through that growth, you come across those thoughts and you're like you, – you, you think to yourself, okay, why am I reacting this way? Mm-hmm. And you start to, to break it down your reactions and so that's exactly what that thought and he yeah. it's perfect i love that and that's where you can find out like okay i'm having this reaction because of this experience totally and that's triggering this emotion exactly and then you can focus on that emotion and how you can shift it within yourself so yeah, you right. don't have that reaction moving forward it's like really amazing work that you can do for yourself absolutely yeah. maturity and growth folks use yeah. that onion use the onion picture use the onion. it <laughs> i love it so um, who do you feel can really benefit from your book? Like who's going to – You know, I originally wrote it for the demographic of, you know, any woman that's gone through heartbreak, mm-hmm. uh, which is like any woman ever. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's been out for a month and a half now, and I've been so shocked at how many – reviews and responses I've gotten not only from women but from men Mm. Um, I've read a lot of amazing reviews from guys which was shocking but I was like go you guys right yeah (laughs) Um, and women that uh, are all different ages like I had someone message me that was like 67 years old and she was like I wish I had this book when I was your age this opened my eyes to so many of my like relationship beliefs Mm. Um, so it's really I think no matter who's reading it or what age or gender or part of their life they're at are going to get different things from it because mm-hmm. there's so much in there that 
there's at least going to be, you know, three or four things that people really deeply connect with, if not a ton mm-hmm. more. Right. I love that. I love that guys are reading that. I know. Too. Yeah. It's we, so fun. We always get surprised too when we have male listeners. I, I and, love it. Yeah. And they're like, well, guys are listening too. Don't forget about yeah, us. Yeah. But you know what? Those are the smart guys. Yeah. They really are. You know, they yeah. can learn from what we're saying and Absolutely. use it in their life. Yeah. Absolutely. They're ladies. And yeah, exactly. You just get a. Um, a better look at women. Right. A, deeper a better understanding. Look, a deeper understanding. Yep. Mm-hmm. And honestly, a lot of the same things that are happening to us are happening to them too. Yeah. They just don't talk about it. Yeah. No, I've had men message me and be like, I had a Javier in my life. Yeah. And I was like, wow. So funny. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> so because cool. men are so used to just sweeping shit under the rug and yeah. moving on. Next right. girl, next girl, next girl. And there's no healing process. There's no deeper thinking or about, talking about yeah. it yeah yeah they don't want to talk about it amongst themselves no they it don't. looks weak for some reason and it's not weak at all yeah no. at all there's it's so rare like what guys do you see that get around and like so man <laughs> right. uh, let's talk about my breakup yeah, yeah <laughs> i really need to talk about this <laughs> if anything they're being forced to talk about it right you know, so yeah, I think that's Which amazing. shouldn't be the case. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I agree. So, have you done any book tours or anything yet? Have um, you started that? We did uh, like a launch party mm-hmm. that was great, which was kind of more to just like celebrate the fact that I wrote a book. Um, of course. But we're kind of, since I self published, we're kind of just waiting to see what momentum it gets. It had like a really kick ass first month and a half that mm-hmm. I was even surprised with. Um, so we're kind of just waiting to see where that goes and wait pause so you self-published i did so break that down like you did everything yeah like i shot the cover i had all creative control about what it was going to look like i hired my own editor i chose to keep what i wanted to keep right um we shopped it to a couple big publishers and everybody really wanted to change a lot of things about it and it just didn't feel like that was supposed to be my path to Mm -hmm. get this story out um so yeah i self-published it on amazon so that's the one place it's available in paperback and ebook so you just found a printing house printed it is that how that works no it's literally like you submit all the the electronic files to amazon and so now if people order one copy at a time it's they ship it and if you order 100 copies they'll ship 100 Mm -hmm. so you make all the profit yeah amazing Mm -hmm. that's good to know i know yeah 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 that's that's really awesome and smart so what what did they want to change like actual parts of your story um well it was mostly because look like i write it as i speak Mm -hmm. that's why i think a lot of people are connecting with it because they're like we feel like we're going on this trip with you we feel like we're your best friend when we're done reading it yeah yeah Yeah. and so there's like f-bombs throughout the whole thing it's very blunt like Mm -hmm. it's i don't hold anything back i'm very i didn't I didn't add anything to like overdramatize my life doesn't need any help with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's very, you know, in your face and like I'm, I'm writing as I'm, as I talk. Yeah. Um, so I think a couple people were a little hesitant mm-hmm. about that. Like, right. and the fact that FML obviously stands for F my life. Um, there's an F word in the title and it was this whole oh, thing. Like idiots. I know. So, I need to get with the times. It's, I know. This I know. is, this is the direction of the world. <sighs> people want real now. There's so yeah. much fake crap out there they're gonna yeah. gravitate to the real yeah, yeah people want the real shit why now. are people so afraid of this it's crazy. I, I know and, and i think it's proven just in the first month that that that's resonating with people well there mm-hmm. you go so. i'm i'm glad you stuck to your guns i am yeah. too yeah you it, had to felt... keep it authentic yeah 
Absolutely. Did you at any moment think maybe I should go with the publishers and try to fix that or was just straight no off the table? I was open to if a publisher came along, um, and I still am, uh, if a publisher comes along that doesn't want to mess with it Mm -hmm. and knows how good it is as I completed it, then Mm -hmm. I'm totally open to that, to helping, you know, get it out more. Right. Um, But no, I would never go with a publisher if I had to change it drastically right 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 there's Good no for need you. to mm-hmm. so this was a therapeutic process for you oh huge like yeah. this book got me through 2017 wow 100% would you write another book a follow up yeah I've been asked that a lot there's definitely enough material to write <laughs> um, about like relationships that continued on and whatnot. um but these are all real people, mm-hmm. um, and those some of those people I still have relationships with, and different um, aspects of my life involve them. Right. So I would have to make sure everyone was on board and cool with it. Of course. Um, I mean, Javier and his family were so incredible with this book. They all signed releases for me. Um, wow. He, he was super, super supportive about everything and, like, stoked to have me do it and knew how many people it was going to help. Um that's but I rad. feel like he like owed me yeah. this. Yeah, this one yeah. I don't know how he'd feel about number two. Yeah, right. <laughs> so we'll see. This to be determined. <laughs> so, do you still keep in touch with him? I do. Good. Yeah. Um. We're. I think we're always going to be in each other's lives in some way because mm-hmm. I him meeting me in that relationship really forced him to go deal with a lot of stuff that he never was going to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um. And he obviously was the catalyst of me going on this giant trip, finding myself and writing this book. Um. So we're really thankful for our relationship and each other it, because of that. Right. Um. And yeah, we're, we're friends. Oh, you guys inspired each other. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's beautiful. Dope. That's really Thank cool. Yeah. What, what did he end up doing when he went to Europe? Um. So he... Kind of did the original plan, but not really. He went to, uh, started in Rome and um, did a lot of mostly Italy. We were originally supposed to just do a bunch of Italy. Um, so he did most of that. And, um, you know, we keep in touch while we're on the trip. And all of it's written in the book as it was happening. Right. Uh, it was very much like a roller coaster of like, am I going to go see him? Am I not going to go see him? Like, oh, what's going to happen? Okay. Um, so, Ooh, yeah. Cliffhanger. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so are you guys in relationships now? Are you? Like our own relationships? Are your own relationships, yeah. Um, I can't speak on his behalf. I, I have um, – some special people in my life, <laughs> okay. um, but I um, I'm right now really focused on like work and career, and yeah. um, I'm just like being happy. I'm. It took me so long to figure out how to love myself, mm-hmm. and that was one of the main things that I was like, I need to go do this on mm-hmm. this trip. Um, and once I figured that out, it was so great to start implementing it into my life, and it really changed my life. Mm-hmm. That right now I'm just kind of reveling in being happy and. Like, you know, I have people that are important to me, but we'll, right. we'll see where they go. You go, girl. <laughs> well, speaking of that, I was stalking your Instagram. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and I recognized a face. Uh-oh. Oh. I don't know if you remember this guy, Nas. Uh-oh. Is it? Okay, what's his name? Oh, God. Tamor Ghazi? Oh, yeah. How do you know no, Tay? Okay. He, <laughs> listen, he's an actor. Yeah. He was in Miguel's video, Do You? Oh, my to God. Vegas. Yeah. Oh, God. So but, you knew Tay in, like, the party shit, days. <laughs> yes. All that shit got cut out because they ended up not using all that acting. Like, What the part whole... did he play? Um, oh, my God. He's going to die. Was he, like, the drug lord guy? 
Remember there was a whole yeah, other thing? Yeah, yeah, I remember this trip. Yeah, I remember this trip. <laughs> it was like a three, two oh, or God. three day shoot. Three shoot in Vegas. It was and, crazy. Yeah, like, yeah. nonstop. We, it was a crazy shoot. Yeah. But when I was talking, I was like, I know this oh, guy. Oh, my God. I, I can't wait to tell nose. him that. Okay, so I'm actually. Oh, you did makeup on it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so I'm actually seeing him tonight. He starred in the last film that I directed that's uh, premiering at Holly Shorts tonight. But yes, he, he is so. one of the, um, the said special people. Yeah, so. he is oh, handsome. Okay. And he's yeah, Persian, he right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's the tall he's one of us. Persian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty obnoxiously Aww. good looking. Uh, yeah. Like, no, he's <laughs> cute. <laughs> it's so funny, though. I was like, that's I hysterical. Know, that's <laughs> funny. I can't wait to tell him that. Yeah, tell him. Be like, guess what? <laughs> so what is next? What's on your agenda? what's coming out what could we expect from you so right now I mean literally I haven't put my phone down in two months since this book came out it's just been insane and constant um that's bad for your arms (laughs) it's bad for my my everything um but it's it's been really amazing so I've been really focused on that um I'm starting to kind of dabble in the thoughts of a second book um although that seems so daunting to me right now. Right. Um, but that's definitely been on my mind. Um, and then I'm still acting. I have a film called Await the Dawn that comes out next year. Congrats. Um, thank you. My mm-hmm. film after Emma that stars Tamor Ghazi and um, Amy Smart and my mom, Dee Wallace, uh, is premiering tonight. Oh, at your Holly mom's Shorts. an actress too? Yeah. Dope. How cool is that? That is yeah. really cool. So my mom is, um, I mean, she's been working for like 40 years, but she's the mom in E.T. Um, oh, okay. I haven't seen the tea in like forever. But I know. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, yes. That's so cool. Wow. Yeah. You must have amazing stories from that. I do. Yeah. She's, she's amazing. Um, and I'm very lucky to, to be her child. Did um, you go on set? Not for ET. I wasn't born yet, but I was on set yeah, for what a year lot did that, of... I forgot what year that came out. It was in the, in the 80s, early yeah. 80s. Yeah. Early, and I was okay. born in 88. Got um, it. But yeah, I mean, there's actually, I talk about in the beginning, beginning of the book, um, when my dad passed, she was on the set of Peter Jackson's The Frighteners in New Zealand. Oh, wow. Um, And that was one of the sets that I had gone to visit Mm -hmm. um, and had come back and was at home with my nanny and my dad when he passed. And she had to like fly home, do the whole memorial thing, take me, fly back to New Zealand, finish the film. Like she's such a badass. It's ridiculous. Um, so when she, when she was like, I can't believe you went to Europe. And I was like, yeah, look at the example I had. Right. Badass mom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, crazy. Yeah. And so other than that, I'm, I'm doing a film in September that I'm heading off to go do in, in Texas and so cool working away. Yeah. (laughs) Well, live in the dream. Right. Congrats on everything. (laughs) We look forward to another book hopefully thank and you. your films and thank you so much for coming in yeah, yeah. and sharing your story yes it's amazing thank now you. i really can't wait to read no, it. For real. i can't wait to hear what you guys think thank you for having me no of course. Problem. and remember guys you, you can, can always sit with us thanks for listening to ladies like us from the lady gang and podcast one be sure to download new episodes every tuesday on apple podcasts or on the podcast one app and remember don't forget to rate review and subscribe And before we go, we just want to say thank you to all of our sponsors. Remember, if you want to learn more about them, check out our show notes for this episode. The following episode contains descriptions of sexual violence and may not be suitable for everyone. Please see the episode notes for more information about support services. It starts with a 14-year-old girl with $300 in her purse. She's a freshman at Royal Palm Beach High School. She's only been a student there a few months, 
when a girl she knows named Haley tells her about a way to make some quick cash. Haley Robson's a little older, the cousin of an ex-boyfriend, and she works as a waitress at a local olive garden. One Sunday in February 2005, they get into Haley's pickup truck. They drive down Okeechobee Boulevard, which is lined with fast food restaurants, strip malls, and liquor stores, and cross the bridge onto the island of Palm Beach. Royal Palm High School is in West Palm Beach. The island of Palm Beach, on the other hand, is one of the wealthiest zip codes in the United States. It's a narrow strip of land sandwiched between the Atlantic Ocean and Lake Worth, famous for its multimillionaires and mansions, private clubs like Mar-a-Lago, and the golf courses that line its shores. As Haley and the girl cross the bridge from one world to the other, Haley tells her about the guy she works for. His name is Jeff. Then she adds, If Jeff asks your age, tell him you're 18. They drive down a dead-end street and park in front of a two-story pink house. Then they walk down the driveway, past a guardhouse, and through the kitchen door. Once inside, the girl is offered a drink and introduced to a woman with blonde hair. And that's when the girl loses track of Haley. She's led upstairs into a bedroom, which has a massage table. The girl will later describe the man who walks in as mid-40s with a long face, bushy eyebrows, and silver hair. Take off your clothes, he tells her sternly, and he asks the girl to give him a massage. She's not sure how to react, except to do what the man says. When she tries to keep some of her clothes on, the man tells her to take off everything. At the end, the silver-haired man hands her $300 and sends her back downstairs where Haley is waiting. After they've left, the girl tells Haley that the man asked her to give him a massage. I know, Haley replies flatly. They go shopping together, then drive back home. Rumors are flying among the students at the high school that girls are being paid to perform sexual favors for a rich man in Palm Beach. A few days after the girl's visit to the mansion, another student at school calls her a whore. The name-calling turns into a fight, and the fight lands both girls in the assistant principal's office. When the administrator rummages through the girl's purse, she finds $300. At first, the girl won't say where the money came from, but eventually she opens up to her parents. And on March 15, 2005, she and her parents speak with a detective from the Palm Beach Police Department. Slowly, sometimes through tears, the 14-year-old tells the detective her story. From the description of the man, the house, and that first name, Jeff, the police think that they may know who the girl is talking about. He's a wealthy guy in Palm Beach. He's even donated money to the Palm Beach Police Department recently to help pay for much-needed new equipment. They place a photo of the man in a lineup. The girl points to him right away. Jeffrey Epstein. The police will conduct dozens more interviews like this as the investigation continues, interviews with other young women and other girls. But this, this is the first, the first time the Palm Beach Police Department will speak with one of Jeffrey Epstein's victims. And more women will speak in the years to come. You're just thrown into a world that you don't understand and you, you're screaming on the inside and you don't know how to let it come out. That same night, Jeffrey Epstein is 1,200 miles away at a charity benefit inside an old bank building that's been converted into one of the most lavish event spaces in New York City. Rod Stewart is performing. 
In a photo taken that night, Epstein's wearing a double-breasted navy jacket, a blue shirt, and a gold watch with a black leather band. He has his arm around a woman, pulling her head toward his so that his smirking lips graze her temples. The smiling woman is Ghislaine Maxwell, who Epstein calls his best friend. Epstein is tan and relaxed, and as his eyes meet the camera, he looks like he doesn't have a care in the world. And for a man who firmly believes that his wealth can solve any problem he faces, perhaps he's right not to be worried. From Wondery, I'm Lindsey Graham, host of American Scandal, and this is The Mysterious Mr. Epstein. We have breaking news tonight about new women coming forward saying Jeffrey Epstein sexually abused them when they were minors. The man Trump once called a terrific guy back behind bars. Breaking news, Jeffrey Epstein, the multimillionaire, financier, and accused sex trafficker is dead. Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. Long before Epstein dominated headlines as a sex trafficker of girls and young women, he received a glowing reception in the highest reaches of American society. Epstein formed business relationships with billionaires and amassed a large fortune of his own. Beyond his home in Palm Beach, he owned a seven-story townhouse in New York City, a private island in the Caribbean, and a 10,000-acre ranch in New Mexico. He cultivated friendships with ex-president Bill Clinton and future president Donald Trump. Nobel Prize winners praised him to the press as brilliant and fun, charming, and handsome. When Epstein died in a New York jail this summer, he left behind many unanswered questions. This is a six-part series that uses original interviews we've conducted and brings together extensive research and reporting to tell the complete story of how the wealthy financier accused of financial and sexual crimes was able to elude justice from his first days as a young man on Wall Street until the very end. This is Episode 1, A Free Man. It's the morning of March 22, 2017, on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. President Trump has been in office two months, and a Senate committee has gathered to question his nominee for Secretary of Labor, Alexander Acosta. Acosta is in his late 40s, a former U.S. attorney for Southern Florida. He has a receding hairline and a wide mouth, and he's wearing the dark suit that's standard issue for a man appearing before a congressional committee, a committee that holds the fate of his confirmation in its hands. Nearly two hours pass, more or less amicably. Trump has had some controversial cabinet picks, but Acosta is not considered one of them. Until Senator Tim Kaine takes his turn to address Acosta. The committee needs to ask about, and I think you're entitled to respond to an article that appeared in the Washington Post online version last night uh, and this morning. Uh, Labor nominee Acosta cut deal with billionaire guilty in sex abuse case. The billionaire is Jeffrey Epstein. There was once a time before the investigations, before the sexual abuse conviction, when rich and famous men loved to hang around with Jeffrey Epstein, a billionaire money manager who loved to party. President Trump called Epstein a terrific guy. Back Senator Kane asks Acosta why he didn't indict Epstein nearly 10 years ago when these accusations first surfaced. And there's an allegation that I just read that um, you did not pursue a federal indictment even though your staff had advocated that you do so. Is that accurate? That was just a preview of the mysterious Mr. Epstein. 
To hear the rest, subscribe to The Mysterious Mr. Epstein on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.